All right, welcome back to the AMG Podcast. This episode, like always, is brought to you by LiveView, right? We always say, Sean, if you're not practicing with feedback, you're just exercising. Yeah, we love the LiveView camera. We literally uh, recommend it to every single person we teach online and and in person. And it allows them to see in real time what they're doing so they can kind of relate what they're feeling to what's actually happening and to um, the golfer, that's the main thing. You have to know what you're doing as you're doing it to make any kind of swing change, and it allows you to do that. You can watch your swing in real time. You can record your swing in real time and play it back in real time. And to get $40 off the LiveView Pro, visit liveviewsports.com backslash AMG. Sean, in this podcast, we try to help golfers, as many golfers as we can, in the shortest amount of time possible. We put a 15-minute stopwatch on it. And we're going to start that now. And today's episode is something that we will see golfers struggle with at least once a day in our lessons. Minimum. At least once. And it's this notion, or it's the idea actually, of lead arm depth in the swing. Uh, There's a big misconception about what that is and then how to achieve it. Yeah, I I think uh, over the years, golfers have been taught maybe to stay a little bit overly connected going back or taking the club back, mm-hmm. or they see on video a certain position that they see, you know, a PJ tour player in. And um, to, to get that position, they just kind of sling their arms back there. They don't realize what's actually happening in the body to create that look. Yeah. It's um, so whenever you're looking at a swing on video, right. And we all watch tournaments. We all see our own swings on video you have to realize that one of the worst things you can possibly see on video is the body's rotation. It's hard to see. Right. Because, you know, when something's rotating, it's moving in either towards the camera or away from the camera. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the camera does a very poor job at picking up that three dimensional movement. So when you throw compound movements on top of that rotation, like in a golf swing, you can very easily be really tricked and it's kind of an illusion, right? of what's actually happening with regards to depth relative to that rotation. Yeah, and that's why we like using gears so much because we can kind of uh, take a look at that in three dimensions, right, and, mm-hmm. and really see what's going on as far as, okay, where are the arms going? Where is the body going at the same time? And how is how do those two relate together to create that look that you see on video? Right. We'll see golfers all the time in lessons who will – you know, who's your favorite golfer? I like so-and-so swing. And they're like, but I'm just struggling to get the kind of depth he has. Well, you're not getting that depth because you have 25 degrees less shoulder rotation than player X does, but you're still trying to move the arm farther across the chest than player X does. So you wind up with a really big issue on the downswing because of it. What a great point. And you know, that's why you can get in trouble just trying to copy somebody's swing unless you have a very similar build, flexibility, um, to go with it, if you're just trying to put the club in a spot that you see, let's say McElroy, you're going to struggle with that because you're going to have to do something totally different when it comes to this lead arm reduction to get the same look, but you're not going to get the same result because you didn't get there the same way he did. Right. Did so I let's, say that right? I think you did. I think you did. Said it better than I could have, certainly. <laughs> All right, so let's just kind of define lead arm rotation. And for those of you not watching the video, right, I'm just putting my arm straight out 90 degrees to my chest right here. And in the camera, that would be just my left arm moving across my body. From yeah, adduction, my, right? Yep, adduction, adduction going from my left shoulder to my right shoulder, okay? That's the depth what golfers see in a, in a golf swing. Now, 
not every golf lesson, but every time we ask this question with golfers, we've gotten 100% the same answer. And it's rare to get 100% of anything, uh-huh. right? Not one person has answered this question differently. We'll say, okay, just stand up nice and tall. Keep your chest facing us, right? Or keep your chest facing the wall through in the gear suit. So no chest rotation. Put your hands out in front of you, standing up, and just take your arms to the top of the swing without, you know, what would the arms do in the swing without any body turn? Yeah. Okay, 100% of the golfers will do this. Everybody. It's probably 1,000 out of 1,000 since we started asking that question, basically. It's it's 100%. (laughs) Not one person has answered it differently. Yeah. Now, that's a big problem because that's not what happens. Yeah, well – we love doing things like that in a lesson because it allows us to get the golfers concepts without, because a lot of times they can't verbalize even what they're trying to do. Right. They, they couldn't tell you even what, okay, well, that's how I move my arms to the top. But when you tell them, okay, if you froze the body and you could only move your arms and you had to make a backswing with your arms, what would that do? You see right away that they think that it's just slinging the arms across the chest and pulling the right arm behind them. So you're like, okay, there's a major problem right there. Not even freezing the body, really. Just erase the body and isolate what are the arms doing in a good swing. And 100% of the golfers think it's that. Now, I've only asked one tour player that, Uh and it was a completely different movement. And he looked at me and said, doesn't everyone do that? And I was like, no, no one does that. That's interesting. So it's very interesting that you have, again, just our sample size. We do a lot of lessons. 100% think it's one thing that's actually totally the opposite. Yeah, and that's why you see a lot of amateurs have this kind of arm-driven, slappy movement, and the better players have more of a body-driven motion, right? Because their arms aren't really doing as much as the amateur that's kind of just pulling the arms and slapping them across the body. Yep, so they're putting numbers to it. So basically, your average golfer is trying to go from here and moving. We always just mark the lead wrist because it's easy to see. The lead wrist roughly... 20 inches, 18 to 20 inches from address to across their body in that adduction, mm-hmm. right? The pros we see do roughly 8 to 10. It's a lot less movement with the arms. So now you start to consider, okay, that's what they're doing twice, sometimes three times as much in the backswing. Mm-hmm. Everybody still has that quarter of a second downswing. Now, Lesser skill golfers are trying to cover two times, three times in some cases, amount of ground in the downswing in that same amount of time, and they wind up with the handle just kind of – you have to get the club on the ball eventually, so you just wind up running out of time and throwing the club at the ball where the best players in the world are going from here right back to here. That's a much easier downswing than here back down to here. Yeah, and golfers are enamored with having the hands kind of in front of the lead thigh. Right. From the face-on view, you know, on the downswing and having that shaft parallel, like the lag look. Right. They don't realize if they've taken their arms two, three times as far behind them, behind their pivot, we'll call it, right? Mm -hmm. When they start pivoting down, they don't have the time to get their hands in front of the thigh. Like Mike said, you know, you look at the root cause of why you have the impact you do. And a lot of times it's what you put in on the backswing. So you're forced to have the little flip and not being able to – you casting and all those things are caused by this one problem. I would say Mike says all the time this – one of the most important pieces in the entire golf swing is controlling this lead arm depth. Right. It has to be, right? Because yeah. that controls how the club comes out of the top, where the hands are, kind of at last parallel, and um, there's your golf shot. Yeah, we all have the impacts that we have because we have to have them. Right? No one's choosing to flip it. No one's choosing 
to chicken wing it. Those things are all there because they have to be there because it gives you the best chance of hitting the ball towards your target. Yeah. And you Just said, the best chance. You said it the other day. You asked the guy, hey, do you know why you early extend? And he's like, yeah, because, you know, I move my hips toward the ball. And Mike's like, no, because you have to. Right. And the guy looked at him like didn't quite understand what he meant, but Mike, he's dead on. He has to do that if – if the golfer didn't really extend, he wouldn't even make contact because of the things that he's done in the backswing and in transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. a result. So we all, as golfers, trying to make, and we're all trying to make better swings. We're all trying to play better golf. But in that effort, sometimes we'll put roadblocks in the backswing that make it very difficult to recover from or overcome in the downswing. And you see, you know, you'll see on Instagram over the years or on Facebook, you know, the backswing doesn't matter. That is totally <laughs> off track. I mean, the more you teach golf, you realize the backswing absolutely does matter. What you put in is what you're getting, a, what's going to come out of the top of the swing. So if you're just trying to fix impact, you're way behind. You yes. need to fix before that in order to get the impact you want. I love what Dan says. He calls it transition is impact. Yeah. Like there's how literally come, that much time. How it's coming out of the top and the kind of the trajectory it's taking, the things that you've put in early, that's showing up at the ball. Okay, so I know a lot of you are thinking we're crazy, right? And uh, it wouldn't be new. (laughs) So we're going to go to our um, iPad screen here, and we're going to show you some real golfers. um, And we're just going to show you exactly what it looks like when you can actually see the swing from the proper angles. Because how you view the swing really starts to shape how you think about the golf swing and how you plan on moving. Okay? All right, so our first pro. Well, actually, our first are two pros that we're going to look at, and let's let's be clear what kind of pros these are. Yeah, because I had someone ask me this the other day. Yeah. They said, "Is it these PGA professionals or are these PGA Tour players?" <laughs> yeah, we're not analyzing uh, pro shop swings. <laughs> promise. <laughs> that's when you make a swing in the pro shop so you don't break anything. That's right. That's uh, looks slow, good on paper. Uh, slow looks good. <laughs> no, these are actually guys who make a living, comfortable living at that on their golf swings. So these are two PGA Tour professionals, both multiple winners, and both golf swings that other pros will stop and watch on the range. Right? They're, they're that good. They're that's world-class the, that's ball the next level. Yeah. That's the next level. These are next-level pros. All right. So if we didn't tell you that and we just showed you this swing here, most folks would think, all right, this cat has no depth to his swing at all. Slicer. Slicer. Terrible golf swing. All right? So we're going to rotate the camera and really show you how you need to think about your golf swing relative to this arm depth issue. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at this rod right here that's going right down his spine, okay? We're going to take a look at that from a bird's eye view. So I'm going to rotate the golfer here at address. You can see that rod right there. We're looking straight down that spine rod. You can see his hands, preferably the mainly the left wrist, what we're going to focus on, is just slightly in front of the center of his body, okay? Okay. That's address. Nothing earth shattering so far. Now let's rotate him. Let's get him to left arm parallel in the backswing. This is kind of what we talked about in our last episode. All right, left arm parallel. Now we're going to get, get that bird's eye view. Let's move our golfer over a little bit here. Okay, now, again, we're still looking down that spine rod. There's his left wrist. So this angle that you're seeing here is terrible. This angle that you're seeing here is the line. That's his shoulder line. That connects the two shoulders. Yeah, through his shoulders. Yeah, exactly. 
Now, if we come out 90 degrees from that shoulder line, you can see his left wrist is still in front or hasn't gone past his right shoulder. Now, if you remember the demonstration we did, what most, every, not most, every golfer that we've ever asked, they would already have that left wrist past their right shoulder. Uh-huh. Okay, and again, we're at left arm parallel. All right, now let's go to the top of the swing. Right here is the top of this golfer's swing. Let's reposition the camera. Okay, again, we're still looking straight down that spine. Here is his shoulder angle. And again, we're going to come out 90 degrees from that shoulder angle. And there you have it. So his left wrist is still from the top. It hasn't moved much at all from left arm parallel to the top of his swing. It really is. If you haven't seen this before, take a minute just to think about that, and it it will change how you look at the swing. I know when we first started looking at this, wow, they really don't take the arms that far behind them at all, right? Just kind of in front of the shoulder with a big turn. So this this kind of compact arm swing with a big turn uh, puts you in such a great spot. And the more we get people to do this, they start hitting the ball better right away. Exactly right. So his left arm or left wrist basically started somewhere in here, and it's just covered that amount of room. I mean, it's fascinating. From address to the top. Yeah. Okay, again, that 8 to 10 inches is all he's swinging that arm across his chest. It's all the depth he has with his arms. Mm -hmm. And it's all based on pivot. All right, now let's look at a different golfer. All right, so now we've got our second pro up. Again, someone that other golfers, other professional tour players will watch. They probably all balls. watch this guy. Yeah. All right, so we got him here at address. Again, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to look straight down his spine rod make it a little bit bigger here. Okay. All right, so there we are. Again, right there, left wrist, right there. Pretty much the same setup. Kind of hands just slightly in front. Right? Standard spot there. Pretty standard. All right. Left arm parallel here. Get rid of those lines. Now we're going to start to see the difference in rotation and what that looks like. Right there. Okay, so there's the spine, left wrist, and there's his shoulder line. Okay, again, straight out from that shoulder, 90 degrees. Inside of it. Right there, well inside of it now. Okay, so he hasn't moved that left arm much across his body. Just a now, big turn. He's one of the golfers that everyone thinks has a lot of arm depth. Well, okay. there you go. Okay. Yeah. It's so, a lot of turn to get it there. That's right. Arm has achieved very little depth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's keep going. So now let's take him to the top. Again, same thing, straight down that spine, left wrist right there, and then the shoulder. So you can see a significant amount more body rotation, shoulder turn. The other golfer was 80 degrees. This one's 120 plus. Yeah. And we go 90 degrees out from that. We'll say right there. There you go. There's his left wrist inside the right shoulder. So neither of these golfers move their left arm across or outside of their right arm. They keep their hands inside the frame of their body. Okay? That's a game changer for but, a lot of people But right there. this is where the confusion comes in at. But, again, if we rotate him right there, that's what he looks like from down the line. His hands are way outside of his body. There you go. That's the illusion of looking through a camera and trying to decide how you should be moving. That's why we love gear so much, right? Exactly we can right. Rotate these images and, and really see what's happening without the the skew of the camera. Yep. Right. We can turn 
the gears frame anywhere we want and look at these golfers and see what's really going on. It's been eye-opening. You can see the reality of the situation versus the illusion of the situation, right? And when you start trying to do something that's an illusion and the opposite of reality, a quarter of a second downswing is kind of the truth detector for all of it. Yeah, and if you tried to copy that golfer right there and you didn't have his range of motion yep. and mobility and try to get your hands in the same spot, you're going to make a terrible golf swing. Your, your downswing that's is going to be hurt. takeaway right there. you got to swing how you're built, basically, in, in a way, right? Yep. Inside of some windows. But try to copy someone else. And it could be disastrous depending on how they move compared to you. That's exactly right. So the takeaway, I believe, for, for those of you watching and listening, put your left arm out in front of you. Move it across your chest enough to stay in front of your right shoulder. That's it. Okay. Then you, the rest of it is rotation. That puts you in a spot at the top of the swing that makes it super easy now to get the hands back in front of you where we all want them at impact out in front of the golf ball, not flipping at it from behind the golf ball. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you guys on the next episode.